Brad Bannon, normally my co-host on Fridays, but I have him here today on Hump Day because it is the day after Super Tuesday, and Brad is definitely one of our go-to people when it comes to politics, when it comes to primaries, caucuses, in an election year, elections, and definitely we had a lot of them yesterday. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Always good to have you co-hosting the show on this Hump Day today uh, instead of just Friday. Uh, Brad, by the way, runs Banner Communications Research. They're a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. In addition to being on this show and uh, being a Democratic strategist, he also acquired a new position as a weekly blogger for EpicTimes.com. Formerly, he wrote for U.S. News and World Report, and he's a lecturer in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, not to be confused with Darth Vader today. Uh, Brad Bannon. Brad, how you doing? Good afternoon, buddy. Hey, Leslie. Happy Super Duper Wednesday. Yes, happy uh, Super uh, Post uh, Tuesday. Um, okay, a lot of people are saying um, that there was a sprint by Trump and Clinton and others stumbled. Do you agree with that? I mean, Ted Cruz took his home state of Texas, uh, Oklahoma. He is less than or around two dozen uh, delegates. Uh, he gained a, about two dozen delegates less than uh, Trump uh, last night. Um, you know, he, you know, he really, you know, was in striking distance, if you will, at least numbers wise last night. And then, you know, there were some victories other places uh, for Republicans. In other words, you know, Trump didn't sweep it entirely. And Bernie Sanders gained um, four states um, nominations uh, or not nominations, victories, if you will, in the Super Tuesday uh, elections yesterday. So did uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton sprint and the others stumble? Well, I think it was a I I think it was a good night for Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, actually, uh, someone I heard someone say that uh, Hillary Clinton won the Democratic and Republican primaries last night uh, because of Trump. Uh, so uh, yeah, they both had good nights. Uh, doesn't mean they're you know you know uh, ready to you know all set locked to be the nominee. No, uh, but the reality is right now, if you look at the delegate counts, uh, according to the Associated Press, um, Hillary Clinton has just over a thousand delegates, uh, and Bernie Sanders has 383. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's plenty of time. We've got some big states coming up, but Bernie Sanders, to have a chance, is not only going to have to win some of these big states, but win big. Uh, Trump is another matter. Uh, he has, you know, more delegates. He's won now 10 of the 15 contests, uh, and he county delegates he already won before last night uh, has, I believe, uh, 286 delegates, uh, which is about twice as many as Ted Cruz has. Uh, And the thing about Cruz is that he had his home game last night. Uh, You know, it was the South. Uh, People have argued that Cruz should have done a lot better, but Trump beat him in Georgia, Virginia, uh, um, Alabama. So, uh, you know, uh, Ted Cruz won his home state and the two adjoining states, and that's it. Um, But, you know, the reality, he is way back in delegates, too. Uh, And uh, he's going to have to start. Now, the Republican rules are so different. Uh, If Trump had beat Cruz in Texas last night, uh, Cruz would have been knocked out of the race. Uh, In two weeks, we have uh, Ohio and Florida. 
Casey has to win Ohio, and Rubio has to win Florida, or they're out of the race. Uh, so my guess is uh, we're going to get a thinning of the Republican uh, uh, herd pretty soon. I gather Ben Carson is now telling people he's getting out of the race. Uh, but uh, at some point, uh, you know, Trump is, has a good lead. Now, he's also panicking Republicans in Washington. Uh, Mitt Romney is going to give a speech criticizing Trump tomorrow. Uh, another United States senator, Ben, ben Nass Sass of Nebraska, a conservative Republican, said he won't vote for Trump. Uh, and uh, last, also, uh, like it, late last week, uh, Chris, uh, Christy Tard Whitman, the former governor of Jersey. Hold that thought, Brad. Hold that thought. We have less than 10 seconds, buddy. When we come back, we'll talk about her and more with you after this. Welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. We're talking with Brad Bannon, my buddy uh, and uh, partner in crime every Friday. Normally, he's here with me here on this hump day, the day after Super Tuesday, uh, to talk about what's going on both left and right. Now, you were talking about... Um, Christy Todd Whitman, who was one uh, Republican before the break, you mentioning her, Brad, uh, that I would vote for. Today I heard people discussing who Hillary Clinton should choose as a running mate. One name that came up was Elizabeth Warren. Another was Christy Todd Whitman, who actually is a Republican, but she's a very moderate Republican, more liberal on social issues. Would it? Yeah, be, would actually. It, would, uh, Brad, 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 wait. I haven't asked the question. Brad, I haven't asked you the question yet. Whitman is also uh, a big time environmentalist. Uh, so, yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, the other possibility, I think, is that uh, she'll look at a, a Latino running mate uh, because. Uh, but, Brad, Latinos my question wasn't about that. My, my Brad. Brad, my question was, would it be suicide for Hillary Clinton to choose a woman, regardless of who that woman is, like an Elizabeth Warren who is loved by Bernie supporters, or a Christy Todd Whitman who could bring in moderates and independents, or those, and there are thousands, that are fleeing the Democratic Party, or Republicans who don't want Trump? I think it, it would be fine. I don't think it's suicide. Uh, the reality is the people who would have problems with that uh, are going to vote for Trump anyway. Uh, so, yes, I think Hillary could do it. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you. I mean, if it comes down to a race between two men and two women, I think that some people might be uncomfortable with that because we've never had a woman as president and we've never had a woman as vice president. I think that's too much for America to swallow. Well, of course, it depends. Uh, the, one of the problems on the Republicans have uh, is that uh, Donald Trump is tough to swallow, even for Republicans. So the idea of Whitman, uh, you know, makes some sense because there are a lot of disaffected Republicans out there, and uh, I think she, you know, would help draw Republican voters because, you know, one of the things that's interesting, if you look at the vote totals last night, uh, there were 11 contests on the Republican side. Trump didn't get 50 percent of the vote in any of them. Uh, he averaged about 40 percent of the vote, which was higher than anybody else. But still, there are more than half the Republican primary voters who don't like him and don't want him to be the nominee. Uh, and I think that is a sign of uh, the, the problems he's going to have uh, just keeping Republicans in the fold. Okay, so let, let's take one candidate. Let's take one at a time. Let's do the Dems because there's less. Um, two things. One, despite the four, looking forward, Bernie Sanders could do 
pretty well in California. I think he could take Oregon and Washington. Um, If you look at the map of what is left in the country, and this is a 50-state race, would Senator Sanders do well to bow out, unite the party, and, and, and talk to his supporters about backing Hillary? Because I've seen a lot of things online, um, a lot of division uh, that seemed to come from his supporters uh, with regard to Hillary, despite the fact Senator Sanders keeps saying, you've got to vote for a Democrat no matter who it is, and she has said the same thing. Well, yeah, as a Democrat, uh, in the per, you know, in the interest of unity, I think it would be great if uh, Bernie Sanders uh, got out and said, you know, he was you know, wanted his people to support Hillary. Um, it won't happen now. I think what's going to happen, uh, you have uh, several states uh, two weeks uh, from yesterday. Uh, you have Ohio, North Carolina, Florida. And I think there's going to be soul-searching on both sides after those primaries. Uh, because, And that might be a time. Uh, the reality is Bernie Sanders has to win big in those states, or he's not going to catch up with Hillary. So if Hillary wins uh, Ohio, Florida, or, you know, holds uh, Sanders to a small margin, uh, you know, Senator Sanders has got to do some soul-searching because he's already 600 and some delegates behind, uh, and if he doesn't win big in, uh, you know, the big states, Ohio and Florida, uh, there's really no way he can catch up in delegates. Okay, so he won't be able to catch up in delegates. What I am hearing from Senator Sanders and what I am hearing from other uh, pundits and strategists out there like you and me is that Senator Sanders is probably going to take this all the way to the floor of the convention, and even though he won't get the nomination, this is his message that a grassroots, anti-Wall Street, don't-take-money-from-corporatist candidate can win and a, do you think he will do that? Do you agree he will do that? And B, will that hurt Hillary and the party and even help Trump? Well, uh, if I had the bet, I would bet that Sanders does go all the way through. Uh, even if it's clear to him that he's losing, and that could become clear uh, later this month, uh, I think he wants to use the uh, Democratic National Convention as a platform uh, to discuss the issues he raised in the campaign, uh, like the uh, influence of Wall Street on the economy and politics. So I, I would think he would hang in there uh, because I think he wants to make a point about issues, and the Democratic National Convention is a great forum for that. Uh, in terms, yeah, it would uh, hurt Hillary. But remember, you know, Hillary's not running against herself. She'll probably be running against Donald Trump. And I would argue that if you look at the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, the Democratic Party is much more unified now than the Republican Party. The Republican Party is splitting all over the place because uh, Trump is such a uh, divisive figure, even in his own party. So, yeah, it may cause Hillary Clinton some problem, but nothing like the problems Donald Trump's going to have. Okay, so let's look at the right. There are a lot of things that have been going on. Ted Cruz took Texas and Oklahoma, did well numbers-wise, but some people would say Ted Cruz got what he paid for. He put an incredible amount of money, effort with his campaign and and, uh, ground uh, troops, if you will, uh, that are pro-Cruz. 
uh, you know, on the ground. In other words, you know, he, not that he bought the elections in Texas and Oklahoma, but he, he spent more time and more money than any of the other candidates. Uh, did Ted Cruz get what he paid for? Yeah, I think so. And again, what you're talking about here is Texas, which is his home state, and Oklahoma and Arkansas, which border on Texas. Uh, he basically won a home game last night, but he hasn't won a game on the road yet. Uh, and uh, right now, I think altogether, Donald Trump has won 10 states spread all across the nation. Uh, Ted Cruz has uh, won three, which is in his own neighborhood. Uh, all of them are in the neighborhood. And Marco Rubio's won one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think Cruz, the problem for Cruz is he probably had his best shot at accumulating a lot of delegates last night. Because, in theory, Cruz's base is with evangelical voters in the South. And despite, and he didn't capitalize on that last night. And the reality is, uh, Ted Cruz is not going to do well uh, in Ohio. My guess is he doesn't do well in Florida either, because you have uh, Trump and Rubio sucking up all the vote. Uh, so I, I think the Cruz campaign doesn't have a lot of potential. Okay, then we look at Carson. He's announced today and not re- formally announced. He doesn't. He's not going to the you know debate tomorrow. It's in his home state. I mean, the writing's on. He's done. He, it's over. Carson's supporters uh, supporters are more evangelical, much like Cruz supporters. So will Cruz benefit from Carson's supporters? And is that number enough to make any kind of a difference? He might. Cruz might benefit a little bit, but the reason Dr. Carson is getting out of the race is he didn't have many supporters. Yeah, he was. You know, his performance last night was pathetic, uh, so uh, it's not going to make much difference because uh, there weren't many Carson supporters uh, to begin with. Marco Rubio, even the GOP claim that John Kasich and Ted Cruz prevented Rubio from winning. Specifically, they were talking about the state of Virginia. Is the GOP right? I mean, when you look at polls, Rubio would be able to beat Hillary easier than Cruz, Trump. Kasich, Carson's gone now. Um, you know, I agree with the GOP, and I, and I think in a sense Kasich and Cruz are in Rubio's way when he's the best candidate the GOP has, and he's honestly, uh, statistically, the the can the best candidate to beat Hillary Clinton. Now, as a Democrat, I'm glad <laughs> that nobody's yeah. getting on, nobody's getting out of his way. But I I think the GOP's accurate that John Kasich and Ted Cruz are in the way. Well, they are, but remember, look at Rubio's position. Uh, he, that was one of the most horrible displays, Rubio's speech last night. You would have think he'd just been crowned king, uh, you know, going through this long, you know, laundry list of, you know, why it was a good night for him. He's won one lousy state, Minnesota. Uh, he is still in double figures uh, in delegates. And the reality is, I, you know, Rubio... Rubio has to win Florida because if Trump is leading in Florida now, and if he beats Florio, uh, Rubio in Florida, it's all over for Marco. Okay. If it's over for Marco, would you agree that Donald Trump, looking at yesterday and the states ahead, is without question, there's nobody that could catch up with, to him in numbers, the GOP nominee heir apparent? 
Well, uh, it's interesting. If you look at the delegate totals right now, uh, Donald Trump has a lot more delegates than anybody else. He's like at least 200 delegates ahead of Cruz, and Rubio and Carson and Kasich don't have many delegates at all. But if you add together all the delegates of the non-Trump candidates, there are more non-Trump delegates than there are Trump delegates. So he's winning, but he's only winning with about 33 or 40 percent of the vote, and that means he's accumulating delegates, but he's not accumulating enough delegates to have a majority uh, at the Republican National Convention. And that's why there's all sorts of talk now, because Republicans in D.C. are panic in a panic mode uh, of a brokered convention, because Trump may go to the convention uh, without a majority, even though he has more delegates than anybody else. So people understand there is a magic number, though, right? It's about half. It used to be two-thirds that Republicans have to come up with out of the uh, you know, gross amount or a total amount of delegates that there are nationally on the Republican side. Yeah, the winning total uh, for the Republicans is 1,317. Those are the number of delegates you need to get to win the Republican nomination. Uh, on the Democratic side, uh, the magic number is 2,382, and Hillary Clinton, as of last night, has a little over 1,000. So she's about halfway to where she needs to go. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's in a much, I would argue, she's in a better position than Trump is. Uh, because she, you know, if you look at the states Hillary Clinton's won, she's not just won them. She's kicked Sanders' butt in all of them. I mean, she got like 80% of the vote in Georgia last night. Um, and compared to that, Trump is winning his primaries uh, in the 40% range. And, uh, you know, my guess is there's a lot of bad bad blood on the Republican side because of, you know, being here in Massachusetts, I was able to watch all the commercials uh, that were running in New Hampshire. And I saw tons of Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton commercials uh, uh, during the re- uh, primary in New Hampshire, and I never saw one negative one. On the Republican side, uh, I would guess that at least two-thirds of the Republican presidential ads I saw uh, in New Hampshire were negative. And I think that speaks to the difference in tone between the two parties. I, I I, I want people to understand, too, when you look at, and Brad, I know that you look at these numbers a lot, exit poll numbers, okay? And in exit polls, uh, it shows that, Majority of the people out there feel Rubio's the most electable. Majority of the people out there, state by state, especially when you look at like Nevada, South Carolina, uh, where Trump won, uh, that Rubio's the most electable, that Donald Trump, they, they don't really trust him, they don't really like him, and they don't share his values. They share Cruz's values and feel Rubio's more electable. So how on earth do they feel this way and then go and vote for Trump? Well, because I think... You know, in any other year without Donald Trump, this would have been a good year for Marco uh, Marco Rubio. I think, you know, a lot of Republicans like Marco Rubio, but they don't see him having the same kind of determination and leadership ability Trump does. And I think, you know, Rubio's one of the unfortunates who probably would have done pretty well in a primary without Donald Trump, but the reality is Donald Trump is there. And no one's voting for Marco Rubio except for some nice folks in Minnesota. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to know, 
then what is you know if you were advising the republican party what would you tell them to do they're not going to be able to put you know rubio up against trump or even cruz up against trump in the next two weeks do they launch a separate campaign within independent and and can they do that being that they are republicans well the short answer is they can't uh, the Republican establishment uh, in D.C. is between the proverbial rock and hard place. Uh, and unless something happens, Donald Trump may not have a majority of delegates going into Cleveland, but he will have more than anybody else. And if they try to maneuver the convention uh, to deny Trump the nomination, it's going to raise holy hell among his many supporters. And my guess is it would also fuel Trump to make a third-party race. So if they knock out Trump, uh, they're running a danger. And if Trump stays in, they're risking a disaster in November. Okay, less than 60 seconds. Brad, last thoughts. Uh, well, uh, I think uh, my, my guess is what's going to happen on the Democratic side is Democratic primary voters always, after they anoint a frontrunner, want to take him or her down a couple of pegs. So my guess is Sanders is going to win some primaries now, not enough to get the nomination, but enough to make Hillary Clinton nervous. Thank you, Brad. I'm Leslie Marshall. We're going to take a break, and Talk Media News will be joining us after that. Pick up the phone and join us in the next hour. Wide open telephones coming up. Brad is the founder, owner, operator, president, and runs Bannon Communications Research. Pick up the phone and join us coming up, 8886-LESLIE. Follow Brad on Twitter at Brad Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Brad.Bannon1, and his website, BannonCR.com. 